Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lions. Coming at you on Tuesday, not Monday. Sorry about that. April 13th, 2021. Today we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode four. Great episode. Uh, rebounded after what we thought was a sluggish episode three, even though I saw some episode three love on Twitter. Yeah, I think we might have been alone on that. Um, I saw people tweeting how the last two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier were awesome. I thought it was just last one. Um, I would agree. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Any talking points we thought about the episode, the big turn at the end that we totally predicted last week. And then after that, probably a rather short movie review, uh, Thunder Force, starring yep. Melissa McCarthy. And um, I can't think of the other girl's name. I apologize. Octavia Spencer? Yep, Octavia Spencer. Uh, superhero movie, just in, in an age of superheroes. We talk about them all the time. We love them here on Within the Lines. And just another great quality film. Just love us some superheroes, man. <laughs> Let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Alrighty, Ty. Episode four, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. That ending, though. Yeah, man. What a shot. But before we talk about the ending, let's start up from the top. That, that, end, little that, tease. that, that opening, though. Um, 
I'm be honest, I don't remember. Oh, the opening scene. Uh, Wakanda. The, the very uh, powerful, yeah, Wakanda scene, uh, where she was reciting the uh, the Russian words that would trigger him. You know what's crazy is, are those real? What? Because isn't there like myths about Russian soldiers? Yeah, I think so. Is that a real thing? I don't know. Because that'd be fucking badass. You just say a sentence and someone just just snaps. Well, it's not. It's random words. It'd be a very weird sentence. Well, I mean, yeah. What if I was a Russian soldier? What if just like doing a podcast, I spontaneously said the wrong words and you just fucking murdered me? That'd be sick. Because we, I got to imagine, we say a lot of words recording every fucking week. <laughs> That'd be sick. Have you ever been to Russia? I have a Russian uncle. You do? Maybe I'm the one who's going to snap. <laughs> he put it in you? I'm just a fucking sleeper cell and I don't even know it. Um, Just a really powerful scene, though. You have uh, the uh, refresh me on her name. Oh, it's not Okoye who's, like, the the more popular one. Uh, she recites the words, and you have uh, Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier. Uh, why can't I? Bucky. Um, just just crying. Just crying. He's reliving past Winter Soldier things, you know, killing uh, Tony Stark's parents. Uh, some scenes from uh, Winter Soldier. Back, uh, Captain, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I believe. Uh, I think there was a scene from Civil War. A-O. A-Y-O. I-O. That's the girl. And he's just breaking down crying, and she says he's finally free. And it was just a very powerful scene. It was great uh, acting. Scene of the show so far, probably up until that point. Yeah. But, I mean, later in that episode kind of maybe outdid it. Yeah. Um, but it was just fantastic. And those are the kind of things we get in a show like this with these side characters where we get more time with them that we just don't get in the main movies because you're so focused on the main stars and the, the big box offices and whatnot. So, yeah. appreciate that. And I mean, it was kind of something that was just kind of glossed over earlier in the episode like i went to wakanda they fixed my brain or whatever you know what i mean like he said they fixed it but they just glossed over and to actually see like a scene and shit yeah it was very emotional and it kind of adds more depth to like the beginning of the series where he's having the nightmares and the shit's fucking with them like you saw how much emotion he had that he was free and why the shit's haunting him so much yeah definitely um, i liked it though um and it's weird i don't want to say weird but um because the whole, you know, it's him and uh, Falcon, both side characters. And there was a lot of uh, talk before the series even released in the, in the first few episodes about, you know, the racial undertones in this country and whatnot. Kind of gone away from that a little bit. Um, there's a little uh, bit of it with, like, the Flag Smashers. Flags? Take it there, right? Yeah, Flag Smashers. And, and Anthony Mackie and his sister in this episode. I think I, I think it was fairly upfront. I, I just don't think there was this much. I think they're going to hammer it home. Okay. Because that last that last scene, I'll talk about the last scene uh, when we get there. Um, what else happened first in this episode? After that, I don't even remember. So first, that happens is they go to the camp, and Zemo has like the candies and gets the kids to reveal oh, where the yeah. memorial is. And Anthony Mackie kind of goes through, and they're like, "We can't trust you." Yep. Um, and then they kind of find out that they're doing the memorial for Mama Mama Danya. Yep, Mama Danya. Um, Nailed it, lady who died. And then they go to the memorial, and fucking fucking that dickhead shows up, Captain America. John Stewart? Nope, that's that is still the guy from Comedy <laughs> Central. <laughs> what's his last name? John Walker. John Walker. Okay, Ty. So what's what's your main takeaways from this episode? I don't want to go through a rundown scene to scene, but I just I think the episode where is that me or you? That was me. Unprofessional, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the episode where you know Sam Wilson's talking to. Uh, Carly, yep. At the memorial, it shows like this is why he's one of the good ones who should be Captain America and and probably will be by the end of the series. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you know, it, it's very much building up the he's similar to Steve Rogers in the way like he sees both sides. He's fighting for good, not just America. Yep. 
Um, you know, he's a good person. And when Zemo asked him in this episode, like, if you had the chance to take that, Super pa- soldier yeah, would you? And he says no. Yep. And like, that's the difference between him and John Walker later in the episode. Um, another big takeaway is, like you said, the racial undertones or whatever. Yeah. Um, just when she calls his sister, Carly calls Sam's sister later in the episode. And she was like, that man does not represent me. He's like, they don't give a damn about me or yeah. anything. And, you know, Carly's talking about how they feel abandoned and whatever, not looked after. And Sam very much is like, like, I'm black, like, yeah. <laughs> type thing, you know? Um, so I feel like it still was there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, and just, there was that. There was, you know, uh, Bucky's thing. But it was really a John John Walker. Did I get that wrong again? Uh, now I don't know. Now you have me fucked up. Uh, this was kind of his episode because we've gotten him yep. in the beginning. I mean, we got him at the end of episode one. There's John Walker. There was uh, a lot of character development just for the two side stars. Episode one uh, set in the table. Episode two, you had the fight scene, kind of getting the story going whatnot. Episode three, you know, Zemo, all that stuff. And then this was really his kind of – you get to know him a little bit more. He breaks down, you know, the character. of what did, Does he have an official name in the comics? Captain America, and then he becomes U.S. agent. U.S. agent? Mm-hmm. Is his bad name? Yeah. It's kind of lame. That's a lame bad name. He's just U.S. agent. Um, So it was just kind of his, his breakdown throughout the episode. You know, you saw it slowly, just kind of not having the authority he wanted, losing control at times. Uh, I think it really starts when he faces the, was the Dora Milaje, the, the Wakanda soldiers. Yeah, well, even um, before that, though, he was kind of, like, trying to be authoritarian, and they were just kind of, like, brushing oh, him off, all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he fights them, and you see that breakdown of, he was like, there weren't even super soldiers. And he just he just vigorously gets his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and Bucky's just enjoying the show. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Um, yeah, and you just, you see his, you know, kind of breakdown, and then he obviously uh, injects himself with the serum at some point off camera. Yep. And then that whole like final third act of the episode where he's like fighting everything. And it's just like the mental cues that, uh, Kurt Russell, his son, what's his name? Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. Um, just really s- strong acting. Like I watched some of those YouTube videos breaking down some of the like stuff you missed. And it's just like the way he would like twitch and stuff where you wouldn't even notice. And like they were walking up the street and he was like twitching and like all this, just like little subtle cues he was doing, you know, slowly losing control, all this stuff. And then obviously at the end, uh, we have his partner, whose name I, I keep I'm forgetting everyone's name. Battlestar, Battlestar. I don't know his, his name. Uh, dies, gets shoved into a pillar, which, like, I, I wasn't sure if he was dead because I've, we've seen so much crazy shit in the MCU. It's like just him getting shoved into a pillar. Uh, Lamar, but I, I get it. I mean, he got shoved by a super soldier. Yeah, and I think it was he was kind of fucked up, and they punched him, and like he probably like broke his back or some shit. Yeah, it was the super soldier punching him to the fucking chest. Yeah. Um, brutal. I mean, it looked fucking probably brutal as part of this episode Yeah. until like two minutes later. Yeah. He's had that blood trickling down his ear, John Walker. Yeah. Um, and then chases the guy who punched him, whatever. And then, you know, runs him down to the fountain, bashes his skull in chest. I, I chest. think he fucking decapitates him. You think he took his head off? I think he took, fu- took his fucking head off and just props to Marvel for making a very, very violent scene. Still keep him PG 13. <laughs> they said we're gonna make this very violent and well known. It's violent, but still within the realm of Disney. And then he has the, um, you know, that final scene of him just standing there with Blood. his shield, bloody shield, evil Captain America. Again, that that's fucking great shot, badass scene. Yeah, and he just looks around, and the name of the episodes is "The World's Watching" or something like that. Um, yeah, just all the fucking cameras on him. But that's even more kind of uh, 
commentary, I feel like, in a sense, on society, especially f- fucking stuff that's happening now at the Brooklyn Center, um, or in Brooklyn Center. Not at, It's not a actual center. It's a, it's a town. Um, okay. Suburb. I don't know. How does that work? Like, when I suburbs have their own names in big cities? That confuses the shit out of me. I have me. no fucking clue. Um, anyways, uh, you know, just kind of that... He's a, a symbol of America. He's a, an authority. He's supposed to be protecting you and kind of representing you. And then you just have a crowd of people watching him, recording him, you know, losing his control and killing, killing someone. someone. Yeah. Um, very not so subtle commentary there. Yeah. So about fucking spot on. There's that. Um, that was, yeah, like the racial undertones and whatnot that I was alluding to earlier. But it's going to be good, man. I mean, we said he was obviously he was going to be bad. Anyone that thought he wasn't bad, like. Come on now. Yeah, and also anyone who knows the comics knew this eventual yeah. crack was coming. Um and, and it's they say a line earlier in the episode where like the serum makes you more you. Yeah. Well and they wasn't there that in Captain America too? The uh, scientist uh, said it like it, it uh accelerates not accelerates. You know what I'm trying to say, like your biggest something. Yeah, enhances like your biggest traits or whatever. Yeah, and you know, they explained it like, you know, and, I mean, it was all over fucking Twitter, but the Steve Rogers, you're a good man, not a good soldier thing. That's why Steve Rogers such a good thing, because he's a good guy, and it made him more good. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell's Captain America, U.S. agent now, a good soldier, just made him more of a soldier. Yeah. And he fucking cracked down, and he fucking killed someone. Yeah. Um. With that being said, it very well-written character. Yeah. The entire time, like, he hasn't, it's been more of a struggle of, I'm incompetent and I have all these fucking people expecting shit from me and I would just want to do what I can up until the point where he finally breaks due to stress, takes the fucking super soldier serum and just loses his mind and fucking kills someone. Yeah. I mean, you see him at his high school, like, you know, getting ready in the locker room, which you like meet the character. Yeah. And, you know, he has all this shit going through his mind and then just throughout the entire time until he loses his fucking best friend who's been there his entire time and he wasn't able to keep him safe and he just fucking snaps. Yeah. Um, great, great, like written character. Yeah. Just, I, I really like it. Um, and obviously like we said last week, how the flag smashers aren't going to be, they weren't going to be like this, the bad, they were almost going to be like a, I don't know exactly what they were in this episode is exactly what I expected. Yeah. It was like a means to set up the bad guy. It's a, it's a classic kind of movie making kind of, especially in these, uh, um, superhero movies. They've, they've done stuff like this before. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And, and, even with them, like, you know, obviously they said it, you know, it's Sam agrees with what they're doing. He just doesn't agree with the way they're doing it. Yeah. It was that perfect type of we're going to have them be the central part of the story where one side sees their view and one side doesn't. And eventually they're going to come to a head. Um, now, I know you're not much of a trailer guy, Jay. I am not. They released a new trailer. I saw that. Didn't watch it, but I saw it. Um, there's going to be some fun scenes. Anyone who's seen the trailer, we're going to have some fun in these final just, two episodes. Just, what was it? It was them in a warehouse, Sam and Bucky, with Wyatt Russell. Fighting um, him. And they were like, are you, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? And Bucky's like, yes. And there's going to be a badass fight scene between the three of them. It's going to be fucking dope. How are they going to kill him? Because do you think uh, Falcon's going to get the serum at all? I don't know. I don't know if, how they're going to do that, if they're going to do it some way. Um, I think in the – no, that was a different character in the comics. Where it's like a blood transfusion that gives it to him. <laughs> Prediction. So I'm gonna predict this now. Get out in front of it for episode six in two weeks. Wyatt Russell, he's gonna he's dead after this. He's done. Or probably dead. He's I disagree. Gonna, 
Huh? I disagree. Continue. You think he's going to stay around? Oh, yeah. I think he's done, but that's besides the point. I think if he is done, like I predict, it's going to be one of those 180s. Where at the end, he's going to like realize what he did wrong. Not kill himself. Maybe not kill oh, himself. Oh shit! Maybe not kill himself. <laughs> but one of those, like when you see a when you see someone die in a in a movie, and at the end they're like like good again, kind of like what they did with Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther, a little bit. Not really. He didn't really become good. You know what I'm trying to say, though, right? Kind of like a redemptive ending. Yeah, where he's like, "Oh, I fucked up, Sam. You deserve this." Hands him the shield. I don't think that's going to be the case. The brain. I don't. I don't think. Redemptive ending. Don't think Disney's going to go the suicide route. Well, yeah, he's not going to kill himself, but sacrifice himself. Something like that, yeah, like a sacrifice or some bullshit. I don't know, man. I think they're just going to beat his ass and take the shield. I don't. I don't think they can just beat his. They're going to do something. It's going to be like he's going to be like Sam. You're a better symbol of this shield than I ever was. As he's like dying. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to. Steve wanted you to have this. They're going to. Something's going to happen. Bucky's going to get taken out of the fight, and it's just going to be Sam, Captain America. And something's going to happen. They're going to, like, fight. He's going to, like, slice him with his wing, and then their blood's going to mix. Boom. Sam's super soldier. Maybe. Also HIV. Why HIV? Well, blood transfusion. you got to be careful, man. You saying that John Walker has HIV? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> um, I think they'll do some redemptive thing, and then – um. What's her name? Sharon Carter. Sharon? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the power broker. That's eventually going to come into play. Yeah, she's obviously connected. Like, that's just so apparent at this point. Yeah. At least to me and you. I don't I know mean, how everyone else feels. Maybe they do a fucking 360 and surprise us, and it's not, but feels like it is. They also teased that, and again, I'm don't fucking hold your breath. New comic character reveal oh, next a big episode. Hollywood cameo, right? Yes. Like a big actor. And a new Marvel character from the comics who has not been in the MCU. I'm not holding my breath one bit. Marvel has lost all my trust. Is it... Uh, it's, some people are saying they're going to be stupid again, and it's just Sam's Captain America. Is it... Is that Isaiah? That Isaiah guy's going to come back at some point in the series, right? He's got to. Maybe. Maybe not. That's how he's going to become a super soldier. Mixes with his blood. Isaiah's going to donate his blood. Like a like a COVID plasma? Sam, okay. They're going to fight U.S. agent or whatever. Just viciously fucks up Sam. Yeah. Sam's in the hospital, about to die. Isaiah does the blood transfusion. I don't know how blood transfusions work. They're just giving you blood. That would actually be a good explanation, though. Like it, in- just, vis- just viciously gets his ass beat by super soldier U.S. agent. And then Bucky stops Episode him. five. And carries Sam away. Episode 5, we think Sam's dead. Or, like, really hurt. It ends with Sam being, like, fucked up. Episode 6, we wake up with Sam in the hospital. Now a super soldier. Well, maybe not yet, but some sort of, yeah. I like it. That'd be fucking cool. Um, who, is there any ideas on who it could be? Is there speculation? No, I, I have no Is it Reed Richards? I hope. Is it Mephisto? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, some are saying Thunderbolt Ross. Um who has been in the Marvel movies before. He's the war guy with the mustache. He's in Isn't Civil War. He becomes Red Hulk Oh, in the comics, and he has a team of villains, which they think they're setting up. That'd be sick. Um, so they think maybe he shows up at some point But what somehow. does he have to do with this? I don't know. Somehow working with the U.S. agent as like a military figure. 
So it'll be like bad Captain America, Red Hulk, like a bunch of just bad Avengers. Yes, that actually be kind of cool. I think it's called it's called Dark Avengers or some shit like that. That would actually be pretty sick. Yeah, there's been a lot of theories about it. That'd be pretty. S- and then Wanda could even be like the Loki of that, where maybe she's part of the Dark Avengers a little bit, and the, but then she flips in the big movie, and she's the reason why the Good Avengers beat the Dark Avengers. I can't remember who all they they predict is like going to be a part of it, but it's going to be returning villains, probably Zemo. Zemo will probably work with them. Natalie Portman getting yoked. Is she going to be evil? No, I don't think so. Oh. Don't think it's going to happen, Jay. You don't think Dark Avengers is going to happen? No, Natalie Portman being evil. Why? Because why would they have their, their first female Thor be bad, bro? I'm trying to look at the members. Who's the member? Dark Avengers main characters. I have to use my phone because my computer is such a piece of shit. Norman Osborn. Okay, that's a Spider-Man. He's not going to be in it. No, I don't want any of that. I want like some like. That would be sick though. It's so they think they're gonna because there's been a bunch of different teams. Um, Iron the, Patriot. He's part of Dark Dark Avengers. Quote Spider Man. Like not real Spider Man, just quote Spider Man. Miss quote Miss Marvel, aka Captain Marvel. Join Luke Cage's Thunderbolts. Oh, Thunderbolts, that's who it is. And it has Zemo with it. Quote, Hawkeye. Uh, he got captured in Dark Avengers. Quote, Wolverine. Wolverine's psychopathic son. Okay, that's not going to be in it. I don't know who the fuck all these people are. I don't know, man, but that would be pretty cool. They start setting that up. Bring on US Agent and Zemo. Yeah, I kind of like that. I said I wasn't going to get theories, but I kind of like that. And I know, like, the the thing is, like, Hulk became Hulk. From like gamma radiation, but in this, I think it was like a failed super soldier serum. Is how Red Hulk happened? Well, that's how Hulk happened. No, it was just gamma. I'm pretty sure gamma and like a failed thing, like MCU canon. That didn't happen in the first movie, I don't think, but I could be wrong. In the first movie, they don't show how he gets it, I don't think. I think he just has it already. I don't remember. That was Ed Norton. That was a, a I don't whole, know. That was a whole actor ago. But it would make sense how they could somehow play that in with Thunderbolt Ross becoming Red Hulk. In some way. I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there, Jay. If Thunderbolt Ross becomes Red Hulk and he's not like Professor Hulk, he's like the original Hulk, I will like him more than Professor Hulk. We're gonna be Dark Avengers fans? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause all my homies just hate beats Professor the Hulk. Shit out of Professor Hulk. Just calls him a fucking nerd, gives him a Hulk wedgie. Okay, spin zone. Not spin zone, but counterpoint to why Red Hulk's not gonna be in this. Maybe they tease Ross at, like, the end of this. I don't know if they do because I feel like they would save a big Red Hulk reveal for the end of the She-Hulk series. I can see that. Coming, what, early Makes next sense. year? Have three Hulks in one series? Not even as, like, the bad. Like, She-Hulk can have her own thing, but then at the end of it, it's like he becomes Red Hulk. And then they have a scene. Here we are talking about scenes again that we're creating. <laughs> I love they it. redo the Tony Stark scene. Oh. Red Hulk doesn't even have to be. John Walker could be the one that's recruiting everyone. Just fucking do that. Fuck it. You have the guy in a bar again, again, in the same bar, and you have John Walker walk in. Like, hey, I heard you got something special or whatever, resembling a team. And then you see – and then you get like a WandaVision-style shot of uh, Red Hulk, like hulking out real quick. But fun, you only dope. get a little like – we have to like go frame by frame to see the little bit of red. Like, That would be fucking dope. You know who else might be? I think um, – what's the villain from, from Ant-Man and the Wasp? They oh. never wrapped her story up. She could come back as a dark Avenger. I don't want to see her. I, but I'm just saying they have people. Did they heal her? 
Yeah, but then she ran away with the Goliath dude who's also a villain. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. That fucking oh, remember the Paul Rudd scene where he's running through the parking lot and she's just phasing through walls chasing Ant Man. No, he's running through an office building. <laughs> well, then yeah, and then also a parking garage later, I think. But so stupid. <laughs> uh, this is a good episode, though. I'm excited now that you got me on my theory train again. Again, I'm not. I'm grain of salt, not holding my breath. Marvel has done me dirty. Loki, there's rumors that there could be like a she Loki or whatever oh. her name is. Could she be part of the Dark I, Avengers? I don't think that's a theory. I think that is aggressively confirmed with set photos. Is she going to be a part of the Dark Avengers? Maybe. But also, counterpoint to the Red Hulk uh, theory, they said new Hollywood actor cameo. I wouldn't consider whoever plays Oh yeah, I mean, that guy a cameo. What actor is it going to be? Um, Let's random William guesses Defoe. right now. I don't know who that is. Uh, Green Goblin, the original Spider-Man. Random. <laughs> My guess is William Defoe. He's coming back. He's running it back, boys. He's in Aquaman. He was in the original Spider-Man. He obviously likes superhero stuff. Wants that MCU paycheck. John Cena? No, not John Cena. He's too busy playing a Suicide Squad member. Random actor generator. I don't know who that is. First person that I recognize. Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tim Allen. is <laughs> coming in to be a villain. Can't wait. What would, how hard would you laugh if Tim Allen was on screen? I, I as would lose my shit. like dad or something. I would lose my shit if it was fucking Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for next week, man. You know, we just got into the second half of the series. You know, episode four. The third act, episode five and six. And it, it left off on a good fucking note for two badass episodes to wrap this up. Um, they're going to wrap up whatever they do with U.S. Agent, the Flag Smashers, and then eventually... The power broker plot somehow I think is that has to be revealed it. this episode, right? Like a little I, bit. I gotta imagine they wouldn't wait till the very, very fucking end. That's gonna be the Hollywood actor, is the power broker. Yes, is that power broker an MCU character? I don't know. Like that power broker just ends up being some like can't like some MCU, you know, where they could easily be like, oh, that's mutants. I don't know, man. No, they did, I'm, not, they did I'm not. I'm not getting into that. I, that, I think that's who it's going to be. The power broker, it's Tim Allen. Some... Can he be a power broker? He's he works with power tools. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what a power broker is. He just brokers power, man. What does that mean? He just got power and he's brokering it. It's like a, you need some power. I got some power. A power broker is a person who deliberately affects the distribution of political or economic power. By exerting influence or by intrigue. He just controls shit. He's like, you need some power? I'm going to take away power from them and give it to you. Who gives this guy the authority to do that? No one. That's how powerful he is because he's a broker. He's just got people in low places who can control things. That's fucking confusing. That's why you can never be a power broker. Episode 5 should just be an entire explanation on what a power broker is. You just have, like, someone come in, just documentary. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm excited. Though. I am definitely. This is the most excited I've been for this show, all four weeks, even beforehand. And this was quite easily the best superhero content I watched this week. You think so? Yeah, because we watched Thunder Force, Jay. What about that one show you watch on Amazon Prime? Oh, Invincible. That's a banger of a show. Um, good episode this week. I'll say this one was better, just for just for the fact of continuity, since I already said it was the best content. All right. Good show, though. Everyone go watch it. Okay. Animated, right? Yeah. What's it called? 
Invincible. You've told me like ten times. But invisible? it's like a, invincible. I know it was invincible. I'm just being um, a dick. <laughs> also, like adult animated, gore, no nudity at this point, but gore. You re- you recommended it to me. You said I'd like it. Yep. How long are the eps? Forty five minutes. Ninety six percent of Rotten Tomatoes tie. You know what? I'm gonna give this a shot. It's a good fucking show, Jay. You will know exactly what I'm talking about, but you have spoke about something on this podcast that you would very much like, and they very much do that in the first episode. What, like the bad guy wins? I'm just you have spoke of something, and they very much do exactly what you w- law abiding citizen. What law abiding citizens? There's someone who's it's just ups- it's just <laughs> it's just animated law abiding citizen. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good MCU cameo. What the fuck's his name? Gerard Butler. Yeah, that's what I want. How old is he? I want Gerard Butler in the MCU. Gerard Butler. He's Scottish. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty fucking cool. He's only 51. 51's like 31 nowadays. Gerard Butler in the MCU. That's my guess now. Sorry, Tim Allen. I'm just I'm just looking at Gerard Butler. He'd be a pretty good fucking power broker. <laughs> the man looks like he could broker some power. <laughs> and he's like a big enough actor to get a rea- reaction, but like a small enough actor where you could kind of keep it low key. He's just got to get bring him back. He's got to get back in the 300 shape, though. CGI some abs. I just need him. I just need Jack Gerard Butler brokering some power. I fucking I like Gerard Butler. Thunder he's, Force though. He's got an intimidating voice too. He'd be fucking great. Thunder Force. You said that was not the best superhero thing you've seen this week. Thunder Force. That is. Mm. Um, that would go to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Thunder Force. Ty. What's our synopsis? In a world where supervillains are ready. commonplace, two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one devises a treatment that gives the powers to protect their city. Gives them powers to protect their city. Protects their city from uh, Cretans? Cretans? Did I, did I get that wrong? Well, I think he did. Cretans? I think it was Cretans. Cretans just doesn't sound like a word, though. It sounds like I'm trying to say something, and I can't get it out. Like, it's stuck in my throat. It, it Cretans? It didn't sound good in the movie, either. Like, it fell off when they said it. Maybe that's what I'm Like, you could tell this was them trying to make superhero words. Cretans. I think it was Cretans. Um... Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, uh, what's his name? Jason Bateman, who for 15 minutes I didn't really – I was like, man, that guy looks a lot like Jason Bateman, but I didn't think it was him. So, so we'll discuss Jason Bateman later on. Okay. Because um, I got some I got some talking points about him. Okay. But the plot of this is essentially the world's hit super mega superpower space cosmic gamma sun radiation waves. They just They just use generic bullshit. Yeah. Um, and only people help me out here. P- uh, psychopaths. I don't even the beginning, right? When they were explaining sociopaths were Some the only like ones that. who had the gene to yeah. actually get the powers afterwards. Some so bullshit. Only bad people got powers. Yeah. And they're just like casually bad too. Like, don't get me wrong. They're bad, which I feel like just kind of got ignored with Jason Bateman's character. <laughs> like the fact that they're like he was born to be bad and he's just like ends up being oh that was probably stupid no, they make a line about that i'm half cretin oh cretin yeah that's cretin yeah because they, they isn't that what it's korean but it's cretin oh that yeah one of the that was a joke one of the very <laughs> laughs i had in this movie um yeah what did you think like that's a good point i didn't even think about it when watching the movie like this thousands of years 2000 just since you know jesus was born um BC. Does Jesus exist in this universe? Because wouldn't a Cretan just kill him right away? No, I think this happened in like. Now I don't know. 
thought it happened in like the 80s, but that Did was it? a flashback scene with their parents who died in the 80s. I, see, I don't even remember. But anyways, however long, by the, the point that this movie takes place, they would have taken over the world by then. Yeah. Like, I, why would they just be doing little petty crimes? There's just just no competition. If only bad people and crazy people had these powers, the world would be in chaos. 40 years at least. If it is the 80s, like I'm saying. Dude, it'd be within a year. We'd be their slaves, like, shackled to them, fanning them, and licking their toes. Yeah, they're just, they're just not going to get stopped. Because it's more than just one bad guy. Yeah. There are a lot of sociopaths in the world. Imagine every serial killer had so, uh, superpowers, Jay. You could shoot really unrealistic-looking blue orbs at people. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> up there with the Venom um, symbiote. <laughs> it's fucking bad. It looks so bad. Um, so, yeah, this movie... It was, it was something. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Bad people have powers. Uh, two childhood friends. Typical. I'm a nerd. I'm gonna stick up for you. We're best friends now. Yeah. Two friends. And they separate. Become not friends. One works on. Parents were killed by villains. Works on creating something so good people could get powers. Yep. That's Octavia Spencer. Um. They become friends again. And Melissa McCarthy is a. What are those people called that does the job she does with the shipping containers? Just a shipping container truck guy? driver? No, she, she was a truck driver. operating the shipping. It's like she worked at a shipping yard. Oh, I don't okay. think she was a truck driver. She like had a forklift. I thought she was a truck driver. I missed that part. Yeah, you obviously weren't paying very much attention. It was hard to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the general gist of it, though. Don't worry. I, I, I checked in and out of this movie all the time. But she was, oh, I'm a loser or whatever. And then don't touch anything. Oh, I touched this. Uh-oh, I fell into the seat and got the superpowers on this exact day. That you were gonna start your superpower treatment, <laughs> and then she gets she gets the strength. The Octavia Spencer gets the invisible powers she was gonna give herself both. Yeah, but now they're split up. Yeah, and then they stop the bad guys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Buddy cop, kind of a little bit. Yeah, wannabe. Yeah. Plot slash story. Now I'm gonna hit you with the spoiler. This is the highest score I gave. I can't wait. Tell me. Six. Okay, I gave it a four. <laughs> this is stupid. I gave it a six because it had a story. Like, like I it was, it, it was I don't know. I, I gave it a four because I've, I've seen worse out of the plot slash story. Yes, there was a lot of stupid shit that happened throughout the plot, though. Like the fact that they stopped, stopped him at the convenience store, the crab dude. And then he was like, well, you just tasered him. What are you going to do? Stop. And then he's just like, come on, guys. And just leaves. Why do you let the bad guy just walk out? I don't know. I felt bad about tasering him. <laughs> I just, it was like. Because she fell in love with him. Remember she did that like that was, stupid dance That scene? was so fucking stupid. <laughs> it was like, we're going to here to stop these guys. Uh-oh, tasered him too hard. You can all leave now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just every single fucking movie trope they could possibly put, they put into this. For sure. Um, we'll sure. get to characters, but Bobby Cannavale shows up, much like in Super Intelligence, where he was with Melissa McCarthy. Which, in Super Intelligence, was actually kind of decent. Like, not, yep. like, good, but, like, okay, the only good part of that movie. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. he would, She was in that scene with Bobby Kevin and Navinale. Yep. He was he was decent in that movie. This movie, bad right away. Well, this is the thing, is you see him, and he's a mayor, and he's doing a speech. And Running I, for mayor. I thought he was already mayor running for re-election. Was he? 
think so. Oh shit. Um, I just I've never called out that a surprise he's a villain like more oh, than yeah. in this movie. His name was the fucking king or whatever. Yeah, his nickname was the king. Even before he said that, just when he showed up, I was like, "That's the bad guy." Yeah, just randomly on TV. Yeah, it was just so in your face. Yep. Um, and then spoiler alert, bad guy. Yep. And the one girl was attacking his, like, protest so he'd get sympathy? Is that what it was? He wanted them to seem like a threat, and he was the only one who could stop the threat. Yeah. Until Thunder Force showed up and started stopping it. <laughs> and the other mayor endorsed Thunder Force. So yeah. she wins. Yeah, see, I we're getting really low here, and like I said, it's my highest score. Um, it, it had a, a beginning, middle, and end. And they explained things, and it wasn't good, but... I mean, I was never confused. So I, I was, was about confused on why I was watching the movie. There were points where I was confused, chalking that up to me not paying enough attention. <laughs> the daughter has superpowers. I don't know why. I honestly don't remember either, if I'm being frank. I'm sure it there was. I'm hoping there was a line or something, but she's just she's just at the headquarters, and all of a sudden she's like, "I got a super suit, and I'm really fast." Yeah, yeah. So that happened. Yeah, probably would have helped to pay attention a little bit more. But I'm not giving them any any love for me not paying attention. Make me pay attention. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I have four. Cinematography, what would you give it, Jay? Two. Yeah, I also gave it a two. Um, you know, there's something I'm more upset about than the bad CGI. Mm, talk to me. As someone who's going to Chicago in, like, two weeks, if we even go, um, we'll see about that. Um, so obviously the CGI looked bad. The suits looked bad. There was just so much bad CGI in this movie. It's almost like I don't even have to talk about it. Like it was just bad. J- for a 2021 movie release, this is the worst CGI I have ever fucking seen. Um, for a movie that clearly had a budget, Netflix release. I don't know. The Venom symbiote looked pretty fucking bad. You should watch this no. movie on my TV that makes all CGI look fake for some reason. Uh, you don't need that TV for the CGI to look fake, Jay. Let me tell you. I watched I, – I didn't watch. I was watching a YouTube video about Kong versus Godzilla. Looked a little bit more fake on that TV. I think it's that TV. Okay. I don't know why. Start uh, watching it on your laptop. Anyways, uh, what pissed me off the most is so the director of this movie, Ben Falco. Falcone. And I know you want to talk about him a little bit. You talked about him last week. He hired some set directors or whatever. Or he did it. And it's like, hey, we're in Chicago. Let's make it look like Chicago. Chicago, excuse me. And I've never been to Chicago. In a few weeks, I could change that, and I say I have been. Their way of being Chicago was they just, like, all the sports references. As someone who loves sports, it pissed me off. I don't know if you noticed, like, it was, like, every fucking scene. There was some stupid, like, her fucking helmet had a Bears sticker and a fucking Cubs sticker and another Bears sticker and a Blackhawks sticker. And then she was wearing a Blackhawks shirt the other time. Then she went to the bar, and it was a sports bar. And then they talked about the 85 Bears and winning the Super Bowl and doing the fucking Chicago Shuffle or whatever that fucking dance is called. We don't want a reward unless the rewards we get to throw out first pitch at a Cubs game. Yeah. There was the thing when she was watching the news, and they were talking about how the Cubs and the White Sox had to reschedule because of the attack. Like, there was just so much, like... It's like, it was so lazy. It's like, hey, Chicago's kind of a sports town. Uh, you know what? That's just Ben Falcone. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because, yeah, the, the Mariners. The reason they, you knew they were in Seattle in Super Intelligence is because, why well, Ken Griffey Jr. showed up at Safeco Field. <laughs> and he was a big Mariners fan, yeah. And he's just a sports fan, but. That's the way. He just shoots all of his movies in one location. He's like, we're just going to, everyone's a sports fan. Just yell out the sports team. <laughs> That's how we'll know where we're at. 
And, like, part of that's, like, the, the plot and everything. But just, like, I don't know. There was just so much shit in the background and just the overusage of just the sports. It just pissed me off. Okay. I, I don't know. It just it was so lazy. It was so fucking lazy and so obvious what they were doing. They did a lot of it, yeah. Like, hey, how can we make this amount. Chicago? Significant amount. Uh, that played nothing into my cinematography score. It just looked like shit. <laughs> it was shot normal. Every scene was shot normal. But any of the visual stuff just just tanked this fucking score. Yeah. This is one of the worst-looking CGI I've ever seen. I feel like 2002 Spider-Man looked better than this. I don't know. I, I rewatched that movie not recently, about a year ago, and I was like, I, you don't hold it against it because it's so old. It's just one of those things like, damn, Like I thought that looked real. You know what I mean? You should watch 2003 Spider-Man. Not 2003. Spider-Man 3 uh-huh. and compare the symbiotes to Venom. See how much it, it improved. It might look fucking better. Honestly, in 2003, Spider-Man. Big, you're a big symbiote hater. It looked like shit, Tyler. I don't remember it looking like shit. Also watched a cam version. That's the only time we've seen Venom? Yeah, I, I watched it early on a cam <laughs> version. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You did a movie ranking scale for our March Movie Madness based on a cam version of a movie you watched three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, You gave me the gist of it. It was fun action. It looked great. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my god. Um key elements, I gave it a 3. I gave it a 3. Um it was a superhero movie. It had superheroes. There were superheroes, yes. Um and it had a buddy cop thing. Yep. So there that's was two buddies. Plus 1 point. And it was trying to be funny, so it gets another point for at least having the attempt. It gave me a single laugh. I didn't laugh once. It gave me a single laugh because Jason Bateman's character <laughs> was half crab. <laughs> um, he has crab hands. Yeah. <laughs> and he went to push an elevator button and couldn't push the right one. And they ran it out a little too long. But the first one, he just hits the wrong button. He's like, dang it. And he's just so upset that he couldn't hit the right button. And it made me laugh. I think that partially is just because I like Jason Bateman as well. Yeah. Um, I chuckled. The only chuckle it got out of me. Yeah, I didn't laugh um, really at all. And that's for the reason I'm just going to head into characters where I gave this a four and yeah, five. Um, and the reason being is I don't like Melissa McCarthy. I think I've determined I've figured that out. And I don't even know if it's I don't like her. I don't like the stuff she's in. I don't like her fucking husband who directs her shit like she needs to make better career choices because she's done good shit in the past. And she is just making dog shit movies after dog shit movies. And just like super intelligence, super intelligence wasn't this bad. They just threw so much shit at the wall with her character and being like this dorky kind of dude when she was drinking the fucking expired milk in the beginning. And like it was like a 45 second scene and it was like could have been 10 seconds trying to figure out if the milk or the fucking and then she poured like beer in her cereal to try to be a dude. And she didn't want her slasher T-shirt to get ruined because it was authentic. And like and she just said that Urkel scene made me cringe harder dude, than that I was cringed so in so long. Fucking stupid. I haven't cringed out much in a movie. Like, I was, like, it was one of those things, like, if someone walked in on me watching that, I, you'd, you'd I turn into turn, porn. You'd turn porn on, you'd be less embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was up there with one of the worst fucking movie scenes I've seen in a while. <laughs> like, girl, you've done good shit before. Why are you doing stuff like this? So she did a movie, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, very serious 2018 biography about, like, a writer. Oh, nominated I, for Best Actress. I think Riley watched that. I think I've seen part of that, yeah. Very good movie. 87 on Metascore. 
everyone raves about her performance in this. She does too much stupid shit with her fucking husband. Yeah. Who is an awful movie maker. Yeah. He is so fucking bad at his job, and he just gets off at watching his wife embarrass herself on screen. And sports references. And sports references. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It's so, so bad. No, I don't think he gets off on her getting embarrassed. I think he legit thinks this is funny. I don't get it, I don't it, think dude. he would do it this much. He's probably, like, watching it like, <laughs> babe, you got that. You nailed that. And it's just, like, I feel like she's too nice to tell him no. Yeah. Because she's very talented and very good, and she's great in Bridesmaids, which he didn't touch. Yeah. And anything that he's involved with that has her in it, she's so cringe and bad. And the movies are atrocious, and they make her look so bad. She's one of the most talented actresses in Hollywood who consistently is a part of terrible projects. Yeah. Like, the talent to, like, movie quality ratio is off the fucking charts. At this point, is she even talented, or did she get lucky? She's been good in shit that he yeah. isn't involved in. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, in Super Intelligence, which wasn't as bad as this. It was just a very forgettable kind of dumb movie. Um, the Happy Time Murders, which I've seen in theaters, very dumb. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Um, that one, at least, that one was one of those movies where it was dumb, but it was so over the top with adult humor that there were certain points I laughed at. But he didn't direct it. He only produced it. But okay. it still wasn't great. And he didn't write it. He also didn't write Super Intelligence. He wrote this. Life of the Party. Um, me and Ryan were actually going to go see that in theaters. And we saw, I think we saw Happy Time Murders instead. Like, she had both movies out at the same time or some bullshit. Um, I don't know how good that was. The Boss. Looks stupid. Never seen it, but just the poster looks stupid. Yep. And Tammy, which is like a stupid movie. It's literally just his wife being a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's yeah, directed Tammy the Boss, a TV episode, Life of the Party, Super Intelligence, Thunder Force. Margie Claus. Coming up soon. TBA. We got to watch that, too. Oh, God, dude. Don't make me sit through another one of his fucking projects. What's, when does Margie Claus come out? I don't, I don't want to watch that, Jay. I don't want to watch that. You want to? You want to know the synopsis? It's a com- it's a comedy musical. I'm sure it is called a comedy because this project is categorized and in development. The data is only available. Oh, that's stupid. I just don't understand how studios meet with this man and say, "You know what? You're right. I will give you a hundred million dollars no, to make a movie." This movie, maybe not a hundred. I don't know if you got a hundred million dollars for this. He's just hitting up all these different streaming services. So he did HBO. This is Netflix. And he'll do one for fucking Peacock. Are they going to make movies on that, you think? I don't know. He's going to hit up all these streaming services and make one movie each. And they'll be like, God, that was terrible. But he's just going to make bread off of it. Or he went with all of them, signed a contract already with each studio before releasing the movie. And now they're all just fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like one per – because he knew – He's not going to get a second contract with each studio, so he went and signed a one-film deal with all of them. Yep. That's got to be it, because I just, I don't know. Amazon Prime's next. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah, Melissa McCarthy, the writing in this, you know, I, I feel bad for her. Octavia Spencer. I, with that being said, she's terrible in this movie because of the writing. Yeah. Yeah. Octavia Spencer's okay. She's just kind of there. Boring. Um, Jason Bateman. My favorite part. Yeah. That, he's the only reason it got points, honestly. Um, he's funny. He's good in comedies. Funny once. He's a good asshole. funny in general? In general. Yeah, okay. not, not this movie necessarily. Um, but again, this was really fucking stupid. 
Why would and he the attach writing himself was terrible. to this? And so he do- did Identity Thief with Melissa McCarthy as well. I feel like he's just friends, and he's like, I guess I'll make a paycheck. Because <laughs> like he's he's doing Ozarks that he's really well known for right now. Yeah. And that's like an award-winning series. Yeah. Very serious, hard-hitting drama. Mm-hmm. He's done good comedy shit in the past. Uh, Zootopia, don't forget. Yeah, like he's he's horrible boss. Fairly well respected. Top ten decade of the. I fucking movie. love horrible bosses. comedy of the decade. Such a funny movie. According with to you. Jason Bateman. Yeah, he. I like Jason Bateman too. I do. Um, but I feel like they were like, we got a funny idea. You're gonna be in this movie. We're gonna have you wearing claw hands or crab hands. He's like, just pay me a fucking check. I'll do whatever. <laughs> that fucking dinner scene was so long. It felt like fifteen minutes. It felt like it was fifteen minutes. It was unnecessary. And they just kept making more jokes about his yep. fucking hands over and over and over. They offer you seafood? Ha ha ha. It was so stupid. And then the sex scene where she's like sprinkling seasoning on him. <laughs> I'm laughing because how bad it is, not because it was funny. Yeah. I definitely didn't laugh watching it. It's one of those movies where it's funny describing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's like hiding behind the pole. And she's like, you didn't mind that butter last night or something. He's like, I didn't ask for the butter. Stupid. Yeah, Bobby Cannavale fucking sucked too. Yeah, he wasn't good. I don't know why I gave this five. They were all okay. I gave it a four because Octavia Spencer and Jason Bateman. That was literally it. It was like zero out of ten for Melissa McCarthy, four out of ten for role players—not role players, but you know what I mean. Um, Side actor characters, just because those two were okay. And what? What a fucking did they ever telegraph the the lady was bad that was working with them? No. She just, hey, I'm bad. She was just kind of like a bitch, I guess. Dry, but. But, like, she was just there, and then they never showed anything, and then all of a sudden she's like, aha, I'm double-crossing you. Oh, no, I'm knocked out. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. That was so fucking, so stupid. (laughs) That it was. Enjoy it. Give it a three. It's on my phone. I don't remember what I gave it, but I'm pretty sure I'm right there with you. Um, I also gave it a three. This wasn't that fun to watch. I wasn't. I mean, I did cringe, cringe at some points. I cringed a lot. Um, I didn't I, actively hate it. I kind of did. <laughs> I don't. It wasn't long, like super long. That's promising. Now, and it, it was funny to talk about after the fact. So that got it its points from one to three. Here's what I'm going to say. Admittedly, this movie fucking sucked. I have two TVs in my living room. I had the Angels game on above it. <laughs> if I went to a theater or something and watched this movie and had to focus all of my attention on it, I'm dropping this down. It's getting it too. So the you fact, think it's benefiting that you didn't pay attention? The fact that I didn't have to sit there and struggle through it and I had something else to distract myself is the only reason I didn't fucking miserably hate it. Yeah. So it's getting a two, which actually is quite a threshold to cross there. Because that makes its final score 16. Holy shit, Tyler. Which is the worst rated movie I've ever rated on. It within feels the lines. wrong, though. Like, I, it's now, very bad, but. Uh, while I agree, most of the time they get the benefit of the cinematography score. Yeah. Which gives them maybe an 8 ish or something. Yeah. This does not get that benefit whatsoever because it looked fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that, that makes sense with our scale. If they're not getting love for having an okay looking movie. 
the fact that they tried to do CGI and superhero shit failed. Their story sucked. All their characters sucked. They made a comedy that didn't that got one combined laugh out of two of us. <laughs> yeah, I I'm fine with it getting the worst score I've ever given. One combined laugh. That's sad. Point five laughs per viewer. Um, who's this movie for? That's what I don't understand because it's not like it's a kid movie either. Like it's not like kid comedies in it. Like I think of my dad who, like, likes dumb, stupid comedy. Like, like I have a, I think I have a low bar. Hubie Halloween, for example. <laughs> my dad's bar is even lower. I love you, dad. Sorry if you're listening to this, but your comedy bar is a little bit lower. He just likes dumb shit. It makes him laugh. But That's that okay. being said, he didn't even like Holmes and Watson. So if he doesn't like Holmes and Watson, this movie makes Holmes and Watson look like fucking Anchorman. And Holmes and Watson sucked. But at least made me laugh like two or three times. Holmes and Watson uh, got a 23 by me. So, yeah. Um, What did I give it? 26? No. Mm, 28. I This just – it was so cringy, dude. Like, anyone that doesn't have to watch this movie or isn't, like, chilling with their boo, Netflix and chilling, just throwing on number one trending. Because it was number one trending on Netflix. It was. It sure was. And I guarantee Netflix is the one who went in and changed the code to make it number one trending. I – I think, you know, anyone that's not, like, that is sitting down, like, family movie night. Like, you know how families do that. When I have a kid, maybe I'll do that in the future. Like, once you hit that Urkel scene, you're just fucking done. Like and that's it's not the like point. the kids will laugh at that. The kids don't know who fucking Urkel is. That is the point. If I had a family and it was family Friday movie night, and it, she, I would get up and turn it off and say, what are we doing? You guys want to watch an old classic? You want to watch Law by Citizen for the seventh time? <laughs> <laughs> I would agree that Netflix and chill is the perfect movie for this. If you plan on having an hour and a half of sex, <laughs> then you can have this movie on. Or you know, but mute it, mute it because if you hear the scenes, you'll the get Urkel, soft. You'll get soft. Um, I'm trying to think like maybe like this seems like a movie like my grandma Coco, not not even would enjoy. It's just like background like. Kind of like a like old old people who don't have a lot to do, especially with COVID, and they're stuck at home. And it's like, but they're they're positive old people, nice old people who are like see the good and everything. Like I don't, I've never heard Grandma Coco say a movie's bad. This is a movie she would probably just be like, eh, but that's bad. Yeah, that's the worst she can give a movie. <laughs> I feel like eh. like it's just like a time consumer. Like if you're waiting in the DMV and you have no service, but you have this movie downloaded to your phone for some fucking reason. Probably just turn your phone off. <laughs> just do some meditating. <laughs> just turn your phone off. I, uh, I don't disagree. Um, I give it an 18. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Which you've only given one movie worse. Uh, Fantastic Four, yeah. That movie pissed me off. That's, that's a 17 final score. That is our worst rated movie of all time. <laughs> 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 fuck it sucked man it's so bad and i just want to i just want to come out and apologize to everyone who was a part of this project except for Bel- ben falcone <laughs> stop making movies yeah you're ruining people's careers i'm begging you stop making movies for your wife's public image stop yeah work on projects with her get a small role as an actor and have no creative input Hasn't he acted, or am I making that? Yeah, up? no, he's got a lot of acting credits. Um, fifty-three acting credits. Just, just be a side character, with no 
and I cannot stress this enough, no creative input. Yeah. I agree, man. Because I like Bobby Cannavale. I don't think he's necessarily the greatest actor. He's fun. Yeah. He's not good in this. Jason Bateman only made me laugh once in a comedy role. That's hard to do. I hated Melissa McCarthy. I didn't like Octavia Spencer, and I really like them. Yeah. I don't know if I really like Melissa McCarthy. Well, that's fair. I can't even say that's the truth anymore because of him. (laughs) What did Super Intelligence get? It wasn't this bad. Super Intelligence. It was more palatable. It was received a... Like 40-something? This is up here a little bit. Nope. Nope. I had to have passed it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't fucking find it. Right here. 46. Okay. You gave it a 42. I gave it a 50. That was bad. Liked Bobby Cannavale. Good enough. Yeah. Just all the way down to our worst rated movie of all time. Hey, what the fuck, man? This isn't supposed to be negatives. Yeah, you got your true values negative one. You got to fix that. Our oh, my God. My true value scale was based on scores we've given. We've never given anything lower than this, so it yeah, broke my to, scale. You have to adjust it now. That's you, fantastic. You have to adjust the, the ceiling, too, right? Because wasn't the ceiling originally set? Oh, no, Infinity War is still number one. Never mind. Yeah, it's a bad movie. Don't watch it. Mm-mm. And if you went through this whole pod... To that hear just pissed me off even watched. more. Hats off to you. That just pissed me off even more. This movie's so bad. I got to do more fucking math. Yeah. It's bad. Don't watch it. Unfucking believable. Next week we have uh, coming at you back on Monday, normal day. Yep. We have a oh. movie Monday. Yeah, you just said that's the day it comes out, Jay. Monday. Yeah, that's when the episode comes out. <laughs> the film Monday, starring Sebastian Stan. Uh, it's in theaters. I might go see it in theaters. I Tyler might. doesn't want to go see it in theaters. So you went and saw Godzilla versus Kong in theaters. Yeah. Had a blast. I said, you know what? I'm going to hold out. I'm going to wait till Mortal Kombat comes out in theaters. They then delayed Mortal Kombat. So yeah. it's not your first It's not your first movie back to theaters. I don't want it to be my first movie back to theaters. I want to watch fucking Mortal Kombat and blood and guts and get over here on the big screen. <laughs> uh, I want 50 foot of chain going into someone's chest, pulling them across the screen. Well, it's also on video on demand. You could rent it on Voodoo. I don't know the price. Um, it didn't show the price yet, but it is there, so you have a way to watch it. Uh, Sebastian Stan, it's like a some review I didn't read. I just read the headline because I was trying to figure out where it was streaming. Called it a dark romantic comedy. Um, and apparently, to all the listeners out there that might be interested in this, um, Sebastian Stan, obviously, Winter Soldier. Correct. Bucky. Bucky Barnes? Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes. So it's topical. It relates to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to be talking about how – how he gets his arm dismembered in episode four. We should have talked about that today. Oh, well, uh, we're going to talk about his great performance in episode five, Falcon, Winter soldier who lost an arm. And then we're going to talk about his penis because apparently full, full nudity in this film, full nudity. How close are we speaking? Jay? I don't know. I just read in that review. It was like the fucking heading. It was like Sebastian Stan nude. And we mean all the way nude. Just I don't know if it's, but if it's full on hanging dong, now he has a prosthetic arm. Do you think this is a prosthetic penis he's wearing? That would be something. Probably. I feel like don't actors do that so they don't show their real wiener? I think some actors have shown real dick. Completely off topic. You know Eric Andre, the comedian? Yeah. Have you seen his new Netflix movie? Riley watched it and I saw like 30 seconds of it. So it's like a hidden cam jokes in real life. Yeah. One of which him and his friend that they're on the road trip get their penises sucked in a Chinese finger trap. 
It's pretty fucking funny. Um, they go into a barber shop yelling for help, and it's like a black barber shop. And apparently, someone pulled a knife on him, and they fucking ran out. <laughs> oh Jesus! His his co-host wanted to stop recording and quit the movie afterwards. Wow! But their dicks were stuck in a Chinese finger like, trap. They actually put their penises in it. Uh, again, probably prosthetics, but you see penis in a in a Chinese finger trap. Interesting. It's got to be small. It's got to be a small dick or a big finger it trap. It was an enlarged, enlarged. Because okay, yeah. those finger traps are pretty thin. Yeah, no, they were they were well off. Okay. Prosthetics or real. How do those work? Those blew my mind as a kid. Chinese finger traps. The first time. That's <laughs> a learning moment in your life. The first time you get your finger stuck in a Chinese finger trap. You think your life's over. You think that's how you're living the rest of your life is with your fingers stuck in a fucking Chinese finger trap. Going to John's Incredible Pizza, getting the Chinese finger trap. I remember it vividly. And I put my fingers in. I was like, what the fuck's going on, dude? He's just like, I don't know what to do now. He's <laughs> like, how am I going to wipe my ass? I'm going to have to figure it out. What, you just have to, like, push it back in and it gets wider and then you pull out or whatever? Yep. I don't understand. I think it's just the way they're woven together. Yeah, they just, the, the, cir- the opening gets smaller as you pull. So it catches your fingers and or penis. <laughs> That does sound funny. Everyone go watch that instead of this. It's on Netflix, right? It was a fun watch. Go watch that. Maybe we should have reviewed that. There's a scene where he's he's working as like a like a car cleaner, detailing cars, and he has random people like turn on the vacuum for him, and then he has like a ripaway jumpsuit, and the vacuum sucks up his jumpsuit, <laughs> and he's just standing there butt naked in their car. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Eric Andre's funny. I should I should check that out. Okay, Ty, to end the podcast though. Um Random Rotten Tomato score until he hits it. We're going to keep doing it. Okay. So we have Thunder Force. Yes. Thunder is a weather. Tropic is a place. Not Tropic Thunder. Okay. (laughs) The ultimate weather movie. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Okay. I hate this movie. I've seen it way too many times in my life. I feel like that was fairly good reviewed. Got a couple sequels. I don't know, Ty. Ty, what did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm. You've gotten one off and two off. Like you've gotten one off once, two off twice. This feels like a hit or miss. I'm either going to be within ten or fifty. Okay. There, I'm not going to get twenty five away. I can guarantee. Starring uh, Bill Hader, Anna Faris, James Caan, Andy Samberg, Bruce Campbell, and Mr. Meatballs. T, and some meatballs. We're gonna go with eighty four percent. Two percent off again, Ty. Eighty six. Fuck. You're pretty good at this. I'm pretty good at this. You're almost you're almost there. What are you gonna do the day you get it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that day's ever gonna happen. You're close. You're fucking damn close. Over and over again. So I'm just I'm One just day. teasing it. One day. That's all I got for you, Ty. <sighs> Go watch Monday on Friday. Yes, comes out Friday. Saturday or Sunday. In theaters, video or on Mon- demand. Or Monday. Before you listen to the pod. You could do it on Monday. Yep. You could go on a Monday to watch Monday and then listen to our Monday pod about Monday. Yep. Be good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.